0: Hey, everybody, on today's Locked on Bama, we're going to wrap up A-Day. We're going to talk a lot about uh, maybe some other little things that we didn't discuss for Own three, which Jimmy writes for, is also coming out with their updated top 300 players for the class of 2023. We'll discuss that as well. All that and more on today's Locked on
1: Bama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey
0: again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama, Luke Robinson. That's me, Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Oh, I am doing uh, quite fine. We're posting. What, is, what is
0: happening? Wait a minute. What is happening? Do your head hand on your head again, like you just did. No, now, like on the back and then move forward a little bit. You get like this evangelical
1: white light behind you when you go, How about that? Cool. I probably like it. Not, probably because I'm not doing this in a car. Okay. Uh, so, well, Jimmy, how, how are you today? Oh, I'm, I'm good, obviously. Uh, it's not a great hair day. Good news for everyone. I get my hair cut tomorrow morning. Greatly looking forward to that. I'm one of these old men who's like, you know, the, the second my hair gets too long, I'm like, I've got to go to get, so tomorrow's the big day.
0: No, I'm, I'm right there with you. In fact, I was gonna say, this is my worst hair day I've had just about. But uh, Jimmy, let's wrap up a day. <clears throat> um, right. Anything, uh, you know, that, that since you've had a couple of days to digest it, anything else out there that you want to talk about?
1: Well, I look forward to watching the replay. I'm going to be doing that this week as it airs on the SEC Network. I'm able to watch it again and kind of look for off-the-ball stuff because obviously when a game is live, like everyone else, I mean, you know, you tend to look at the ball and, and not so much what's happening away from it when you really see uh, more uh, about what's going on with the whole team. But uh, I think today, one of my takeaways today has been... Uh, Christian Leary, Uh, again, I want to reiterate, last summer, you know, I was kind of a wet blanket on the Ajay Hall cult following that he built following A-Day because I kept screaming about how, you know, he didn't beat any first-team players. I mean, he didn't beat anyone that was going to play a significant role on the team that fall, and it, it makes a huge, huge difference. I know people get sick of my baseball analogies. But it's just the best way to explain. I mean, when, when a hitter, uh, when your SEC hitter uh, is killing it midweek and on Sundays, but he's not doing well Friday and Saturday night against the top-tier SEC guys, then he's not a top-tier SEC hitter. I don't care what his numbers are on Sundays and in the midweek games. If he's not hitting the best SEC pitching, then he's not a top-tier player. It's the same thing in football. And Ajay beat second-team players, third-team players, and walk-ons. Christian Leary had five catches for over 100 yards exclusively working against Malachi Moore. And that's a big deal to me. I I think Leary deserves uh, getting a a big opportunity with the ones after what happened on A-Day myself. And uh, I'm really impressed by that guy. Mute. You're on mute. God dang it! Yeah. I'm trying that every time. Um, it's getting funny now, though Now it's funny. No, it's, it's almost tradition. It's, uh, it's at first, it was it was like, oh man, Luke needs to get off mute. Now it's pretty hilarious.
0: I'm trying so hard to. I'm trying so hard, y'all. um But you know, I I know I was on a show today at six fifteen in the morning. Um, as Homer Simpson would say, there's a 615 in the morning now. Um, but, um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I was on the show this morning and, and I've talked about Christian Leary a lot. Now we may have talked about him in the, in, right after, in the pod, right after, yeah, we did. um, but I just, you know, last year he was coming out of the backfield so much. And, uh, man, we've talked about all these other receivers that are going to step up, all the new guys coming in and there's the little old Christian Leary just kicking ass. Uh, you got to give him a lot of props, and especially in a day and age when people transfer the very moment they don't get on the field when they want to, uh, you know, he's just sort of put in the work and, and he's doing great. Um, some other things uh, from the uh, from the scrimmage, we, we mentioned Jamarian Miller. Now, I I loved what I saw out of him. Now that I see his stats, which are 15 carries for 44 yards. Yep. I'm like, it feels like it was more than that,
1: doesn't it? Right. Well, it, it, it just goes to show about how A-Day is not about production. It's not about the stats because it's not a real game, and it's, it, it's played under different rules, and you can't even tackle some guys. And, heck, DeMarco Hellams was playing safety in a black jersey, which means, okay, we're playing tackle football, except Helm's when he touches you, you're down. I mean, it's not even real total yeah. football. And with the way the substitution patterns are, you can't play dime defense. and We don't blitz uh, during 8-8, believe it or not. Even with all those sacks, we're just straight-up man-to-man outside linebacker and interior pass rush, and that's it. Um, so you can't – but but what you can see is glimpses, and you can see ceiling, and you can see upside, and you can see quickness and speed and toughness. And I, I was very impressed by Jamarian Miller. Now, he's got a different situation – I, you know, I, I'm just going by what I've seen in the past with Coach Saban. And I, I think Miller may ultimately prove, ultimately prove to be the best running back in this group. But he's going to have to wait his turn. I mean, you've got Gibbs, who's clearly going to be the starter, I think. And Sanders, who now may have progressed to where he's in a legit two. It's not just with Jason Roydell out. I think Trey may be the second best running back, and he's a veteran. Then Jay's third and Roydale fourth. I, I think Miller's still fifth. Not to say he's the fifth best back. I just think he's fifth in line. And and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, A lot of these guys ahead of him are going to leave, go to the NFL like Gibbs, transfer, who knows. Uh, I think Miller will be a hugely significant part of things, but it might be 2023.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. We'll talk about... um... A little bit more about A Day after I tell you about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. Betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and even more than that. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions bet online is where the game starts jimmy i want to start this segment just really quickly with a kind of a funny story um this is not alabama related so fast forward if you want to but it's funny uh my mom my mom is just getting into texting over the last year year and a half like she just she has been very slow to adapt to technology kind of like you and um (laughs) although uh, she makes you look like Bill Gates. Um, but anyway, so she was uh, texting some of her friends and everybody was you know, to just talking to, like this whole text chain. She was so excited to be on this text chain now that everybody's on. Oh. And they were talking about like, what are they doing for dinner? And, and mom said something like, can't wait to cook some vegetables tonight and then put like three eggplants. <laughs> And if you know what the eggplant emoji is in the texting world, I believe yeah. what you think it means. I think uh, it's, uh, yeah. It means things. something else. And all of her girlfriends were like, wow, you got a big night plant, you know? <laughs> anyway, I just, that's, I find that very hilarious.
1: That is big time funny.
0: Um, that, And then I'm going to tell one other story that uh, again, not Alabama related, but again, we are trying to uh, just entertain here. Uh, years ago, about four or five years ago, my, uh, my uncle, who has since passed, uh, he, he's a guy that's, uh, he, he was very stern. He, he was into austerity. Uh, super guy, uh, very shrewd businessman, but uh, maybe a little rough around the edges. Well, he um, he fell at at my parents' house and hurt his head, but he was fine. But so his wife was picking him up Um, and to put him in the car. And um, another family member that's uh, not really related to is sort of, you know, by marriage, whatever, had never met him before and said, guys, why is nobody calling an ambulance? Somebody's calling an ambulance. He's bleeding a little bit. And um, we all said, no, he said he's fine. And when he says he's fine, we need to respect that because that's just the way he wants it. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm telling you what, if nobody's calling an ambulance, I am. And my uncle's wife looked at her and said, Yeah, I, I wouldn't, unless you want to call two, one for him and one for you when he gets done with you. <laughs> Which I found just <laughs> <is> absolutely <laughs>
1: hilarious. Okay. Good stuff. You're two yeah. for two today.
0: Two good stories, yeah. So uh, going back to A Day just for a second, um, here's, some, here's some names that I didn't notice, A Day. I mean, we've talked about the ones we did notice, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, uh, Jamil Burrows, all those guys. Here's some names that didn't stand out to me when I was watching it. Ian Jackson recorded a tackle, and I mean, that, that, that's not super exciting, but I'm glad to see him out there because I was a big Ian Jackson fan was being recruited. Kane Williams, a tackle, uh, and a pass broken up.
1: this M- pass broken up was actually a dropped interception.
0: That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um and and I love uh, Campbell with a tackle. Glad to yep. see that. Uh, uh, Deontay Lawson, six tackles, Jimmy, yeah. and a quarterback played,
1: hurry. Yeah. yeah, he played really well with the twos, twos versus twos. So, again, you have to take that in consideration. Here's the deal. Uh, hey, we don't think Jalen Moody watches the show, right? It's unlikely yeah. that he does, right? Boy, it, it wouldn't that be something if he did, though. Because <laughs> let's kind of talk behind his back. No, this is what I'm saying. Now, first of all. If Jalen is listening to the show, and and I mean this, uh, I love Moody. I think he's great. I think he's a starting inside linebacker in this league. I think if he started and played all year, he would play at a near all-SEC level and and, and be drafted probably fourth, fifth round. I think there will always be questions about how he plays in space, even if he plays in space pretty well this fall for Alabama, and I expect him to do that. He plays in space better than people know. But I just say all that to say this, if Moody and Lawson are locked in a battle for the weeks on linebacker job. And in the spring, Lawson moves ahead of him and he's kind of the first team guy. If if you if you announce Lawson is ahead and he's the one. So Lawson starts on a day and Moody's with the twos. He's going in the portal, right? I mean, he's going in the portal. Moody's a senior. He needs to start. He wants to start. He's already been in the portal once. I think in terms of managing the roster, because you want Moody around, whether he's your starter or whether he's the first inside linebacker off the bench, you want Moody around. So I I would think you would, you know, Moody would be the starter for now. You know, once a season starts, maybe that changes. That's just kind of the way I look at it. Now now that, that all set aside, but here's my honest Jimmy opinion is Moody is ahead and Moody will be the starter. I, I think Moody's really good. I think five years from now, we'll look back and go, boy, Lawson's a lot better than Moody. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he still has time, you know, in the majors, a lot of fans, you know, I follow the Braves a lot. Here, here Here's my, my rant for the day. It doesn't involve an eggplant, you know, an eggplant emoji story, which is rated really <laughs> higher than PG 13, but Braves fans, I get real frustrated with this. Uh, there's something called options for those that don't follow baseball. What that means is right now, five times you can call up a, a major league player, five times, five different years. You can call him up, and if he's not playing well, you, you option him to the minors. Well, in the collective bargaining agreement, there's only a limited amount of, of years you can do that. When they're out of years, you can you can't option them anymore. They either make the major league roster, if they're not on the major league roster and you want to send them to the minors, they have to pass through waivers. And any one of the other 29 teams can just pick the guy up. That way you're not controlling a player forever and just perpetually send him to the minors when he has a bad outing. Well, fans still don't get how valuable that is. Major league players, they love young pitchers with options because hey, if he doesn't we we can send him back and forth. We're not gonna cut a guy with options we can always send him back to the minors so when you have a pitcher who's got a couple of bad outings and he's got options fans want to cut him it's so dumb you don't have to cut him you can send him to the minors but when they're out of options and he has a bad outing look you you can't just be cutting guys all the time and i think that's kind of the situation with moody and lawson lawson's good enough to start lawson's gonna be a star but he's got time moody doesn't it's now or never for him and you get an extra amount of effort when it's a now or never situation i I used to think luke when i was a fan if there were two players that were even and one's a sophomore and one's a senior you always start the sophomore because you get him coming back right it's taken me a long time i i've I've totally reversed that i've 180'd on that i I think you play the senior it's his team it's his turn. It's his time. The sophomore is going to start next year. Now with the portal, you got to learn how to keep them happy so they don't leave. But dude, you're leaving. You're going to be starting next year. Why are you leaving?
0: No, I, all that's great. And first of all, I learned some things. I learned about the options in baseball because I don't really like Major League Baseball. So I'm, right. I'm, it's actually really cool. That was a good analogy by you. <laughs> um, secondly, you were talking about you know, moody and, and playing in space. And I'm going to tell you something. I've seen Deontay Lawson, you know, in practice now. I've seen him in high school. That man plays in space better than Neil Armstrong. He's he's, he's pretty
1: good. <laughs> That's a good one. And he does. I,
0: yeah. I thought about that when you said it, and I saved it till good. the end. I, I had, no, 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 good. did not Solid. interrupt you. Solid. Mm-hmm. one, right? Solid. Um, <laughs> all right. Jimmy, um, when we come back to this next segment – oh, my goodness – as my phone is ringing, there's up. moody i knew it moody goes. was
1: going to be i knew moody was going to be pissed
0: that's so good um, so when we come back from this next seg for this next segment then uh you know we're going to talk about on three and their new rankings all right let's talk about on three and their new rankings jimmy just like i said we would um oh,
1: they, well they come out they come out in 10 minutes you know, the well, weird thing is by by the time people are listening to this, they're out. Well, I know that's why I'm saying
0: I'm sure you already know them.
1: Uh I've taken a glance. I, I, I'm I'm pretty well uh, see you're glance. not people don't know
0: this. Like you're telling me in advance, but you're not telling them in advance. So you didn't see it because I can't even put this out quick enough to beat the rankings. So tell me what's new.
1: Uh some guys moved up, some guys moved down. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> here's what's exciting to me though. Uh You know, I'm focused on the five stars here. You're Um, being
0: an eggplant right now. You know.
1: (laughs) Well, your grandma's probably a big fan. (laughs) Uh, how cool is it that in Alabama we Quay Russell five star. You know, uh, James Smith five star. Uh, Peter Woods uh, is is gonna be a five star. Uh, Jaleel Hurley five star. It's just nuts. And by the way, I'm a big fan of, of course, my own company, but I'm being honest when I say our, our rankings are really good. We got the best in the business we have. It, it's a complicated thing because we want the most accurate rankings possible. So it's not like one guy, it's not, you know, some, some dude that just got picked out of Walmart and we said, Hey, hey watch this film. I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a cool complicated process to come up with the rankings and, 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 and we have something on, on three in the database. Where you can pull up a kid, you can go to his page and do what we call the industry comparison. And you click on the industry comparison, and it's got okay, Rivals has him as this, twenty four seven has him as this, ESPN has him as this, and On Three has him as this. And and you can see how there there really is a difference. I think there's more of a difference with On threes rankings than the other sites. And and we're going to find out over time who is more accurate and. Uh, you know, I'm willing to bet that it's that it's our on three guys. But I say all that to, to say the, these rankings are pretty legitimate. They're going to be updated again. We we got um oh, <clears throat> summer camps coming up. Uh, that's going to shuffle the rankings. The senior tape will shuffle rankings. The postseason all-star games will shuffle the rankings. So they're constantly being updated. Nothing's final. If, if you don't like where your favorite prospect is ranked, that's kind of like saying mm-hmm. – Hey, I know this is a four-quarter game, and we're in the second quarter. But I'm pissed at his score. Well, it's in the second quarter. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna shake itself out one way or the other. But the number of five-star prospects from the state of Alabama is the most ever, and it's the most ever by a wide margin. I okay, think. Who are they? Uh, off the top you of my head. You can tell us. Yeah, Russell, Smith, Woods, Jaleel Hurley. Um, God, I think I'm missing one. Um, Tony Mitchell, Tony Mitchell, yeah, Tony Mitchell. Um, and ha- and and I, man, I'm super high though on kids like uh, Kelby Collins, Tamarian Parker, Hunter Osborne. Um, where did Hunter oh, Osborne yeah. end up? I like Hunter Osborne. You know, he was at he was at Alabama this weekend. I know and where did
0: where do he, he end up in your rankings? I mean,
1: uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember. Uh, I think he's uh, right around 140ish. 130-ish. But, you know, and I I think he's better than that um, myself. But Hunter was at Alabama this past weekend, by the way. You know, there's only so many defensive linemen you can take. Alabama's going to be turning away some good defensive linemen. It's going to make me cry, and it'll make others cry. But you can't take them all. You can't. You can't. You'll be too short, you know, at another position. So uh, we'll go over it more in-depth for sure tomorrow. I'm going to have an article Later today, uh, that will be coming out later today about all the on-state, all the in-state kids and where they are, and others that aren't quite in the top three hundred yet that could be moving in uh, over the summer as we go through the evaluation period and summer camps. By the way, big news today, big news to nerds like me. Uh, our coaches hit the road this morning, Monday morning, as we uh, record this. Uh, I think you have eight coaches out on the road. It's a crazy, Luke. It's a crazy logistical feat. You have eight coaches on the road. You have 30 days to do it. You maximize the amount of kids in schools all eight coaches go to. And you only have one or two private planes to use. So a lot of coaches have to fly commercial. A lot of coaches have to drive their own vehicles. But what you're trying to do is how can we see the most kids in the shortest period of time? And our director of recruiting uh, puts this plan together. And I'm telling you, it's impressive. It's a feat. I mean, uh, to, to 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 maximize it, I don't know that other schools put the level of effort into it that Alabama does. Uh, but there's an effort to. Man, these coaches get run ragged. One one last thing I'll say about it, I've heard this in my own ears from former assistants. Um, actually, working for Saban, you don't put in more hours than you do working for other coaches. There's this idea that Nick's you know, got the, the whips in the chains and he's whipping them on the back and he's working 20 hours a day. Coaches work hard at Alabama, but it's so well organized that for most of the year, they don't work any more hours than anybody else. It's just more organized. That's different during the evaluation period. <laughs> Our coaches bust their ass during this 30-day period. We, we outwork most schools during the evaluation period because it's really important to Coach Saban.
0: Awesome stuff, buddy. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more locked on Bama. Hey, we got uh, as of this recording, we got 898, 898 subscribers. We need uh more, but you guys are doing an awesome job. We appreciate you and uh, keep telling your friends about it. And until then, roll tight, everybody.
1: Roll tight.